Welcome everybody to the cast from the coast. My name is Adam Miles and I'm joined as always by Josh Lambert and Tim Johnson. Hello guys. Unfortunately tonight, Aaron Peerless will not be joining us once again, but that's okay. Working on some awesome stuff, so we'll get him back here as soon as we can. Tim, what are we talking about tonight? We are talking about an almost return to greatness with this franchise. Almost. Return to Sleepaway Camp, 2008. Stay tuned. Tim, give us the synopsis, please. Just one sentence. That's all this movie's going to get. One sentence. Camp Manaby is where kids torment each other, but people soon start turning up dead. I wanted to call this Camp Wannabe the whole <laughs> movie. For yeah. some reason, Camp Wannabe. Camp Manaby. But I'm not going to start off on such a negative note. No, no. Don't be a negative <laughs> Nancy. Don't be a negative Nancy. Don't be that. So... <clears throat> All right, so this movie here is a little bit of a return to form. I will admit, this movie kind I of... admitted it. I started the show saying that. Don't be ripping me off. <laughs> All right, Tim, whatever. <laughs> um, this movie tried to take back what garbage fell out from part three and part four, which was, once again, part never two? fully produced. Yeah, part two as well. Part two as well. Uh, part two was better than three, obviously, and so, you know, it, it kind of it kind of tried its very hardest to redeem. Now, the nice thing is that we have the original writer of the first movie involved with this one, mm -hmm. so you know, and director. So we have we have some some teaming up to try to bring us back to something that should have you know reinvigorated the series. Um. I remember watching this movie for the first time a long time ago and thinking to myself, man, it's not that great. But revisiting the movie, we'll get into some more positive things about it here tonight. I, I have a little bit clearer head on this. So surprisingly, this movie's got like a pretty dope cast. <laughs> like right off the bat, I'm just going to say like, so we have uh, for Camp Manaby, uh, the owner operator, uh, Vincent Pastore. Big pussy, from, you know, big, <laughs> big pussy, playing Frank, the owner of this. And he could, that's funny too, because he calls him that in the movie. I know. You caught, you caught that is great. So we have, we have Vincent Pastore as Frank, uh, who owns or co-owns the camp, uh, with, uh, Ronnie. Paul fucking D'Angelo fucking came back with his short little shorts and his fucking big arms. I was so fucking pumped. I was pumped. I was like, yeah, Ronnie. 
Yeah, uh, I loved it. it. One fifth of the camp. He made oh, very clear to tell One fifth of the camp. <laughs> Might as well not even be an owner, though. <laughs> um, we have Isaac Hayes as chef. And he wore a red shirt. <laughs> yes. And it's Charlie the chef. And I was like, oh, this is great because, you know, South Park and chef and all that good shit. So it was fantastic. We also have the return of Ricky. Who, uh, he doesn't really appear much in the movie. He appears uh, at one point when he's being questioned about the, the possibility of Angela or Peter. Uh, and he appears at the end of the movie for the climax itself. Uh, but good on him. Like, I mean, like, great to see him, like, back on screen. You know, not just that they threw some person in there and said, this is Ricky now. They, they actually had Jonathan Tiersten as the role. So It's, it's funny, too, because, like, that, that meeting that initial meeting between him and Ronnie mm. was so awkwardly acted. It's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Ronnie? Oh, I thought you called me. Yeah, like it was, it was, oh, so this is why these guys don't act. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it was almost like their acting ability was covered up due to the fact that it was a cheesy 80s movie. And but... they were kids. Uh, yeah, but now it's 2000, well, technically 2003, because this movie yeah. was made 2003, didn't come out in 2008, but that's in the trivia. But it was like, man, like cheesy 80s acting doesn't work in 2008. No, not when you're portraying no. an adult either. <laughs> and, not, and not even in 2020 when we're watching this. <laughs> oh, and see, the, the funny thing is, is like Paul D'Angelo or Ronnie acted exactly the same. Like he was still that character, right? Like he, he was, really was. And it was great. But it was like, yeah, this poor bastard can't act. Thank God he's got those arms and little shorts. <laughs> right? Come on, Ronnie, go for a run around the block. Let's see that. <laughs> so we also get introduced to an, a new main character for this movie, uh, uh, somebody who's uh, the, uh, the 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 target of everybody's insults, practical jokes, and and punishment. We have Alan, played by Michael Gibney. Uh, Michael Gibney didn't do very much, but he was in like Mrs. Brown's Boys and a couple of other things uh, shortly thereafter. This, um, wow. This weird character, character, he's a weird character. I don't, but the problem is, though, that I have with this character is that they tried to make him somewhat sympathetic, and I felt no sympathy for him. Okay, he's, so... he's an asshole of a character. I, 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 I'll tell you guys after we're done, but he totally reminded me of someone I know. Okay? Like, <laughs> okay. Absolutely, like more, more... He's not going to call me out on camera. Yeah. <laughs> no, friggin' not, Adam. Not, not his personality. His his look looks like someone I know. Like oh, when man. I saw it, I went, "Ah, oh, it looks like him." And I'll tell you guys later because okay. we're on the internet and That's you can see it, and it's mean. But um, yeah, his character was totally fucking pointless. Like it was like they took the loose kind of what happened to Angela in the original of, you know, her getting bullied and stuff like that. Um, and they, they tried... cranked it to 10 is what they yeah. did. And the thing that I didn't like was, okay, so he's too busy bullying 
and then gets bullied back. Like if he wasn't a bully, yeah, if he wasn't a bully and was just getting bullied, I probably would have liked him. Um, the first time he said his catchphrase that he <laughs> said, I don't know how many times in this movie. Um, the, fir- the first time was okay, like, huh, he's, he said something and walked away. But <laughs> didn't you notice something. that was pretty much every scene of this movie is Alan gets bullied, something happens to stop the bullying, he walks away and says, Your ass stinks. Yeah. Every fucking scene. Yeah, so th- yep. there's something wrong with his head. Like, he's not all mm-hmm. there. Well, obviously, he's fucking, these frogs are my friends. He's... And he's sitting all by himself and shit. <laughs> all these little frogs. Like, what the, f- what the yeah. fuck? And but they even, said but... something about a, a surgery or something. Like, they touched on it. Like, did he get part of his brain removed or something? I don't, I don't know. I don't uh, know if I, I even I want to go know. that deep I just... into it. I just, like I said, it is, it was uh, that goddamn shirt. That shirt he wore. Oh, that shirt is God. a character on its own Absolutely. in this movie. I'm surprised it didn't have lines of dialogue. Like, well, like, by the end of the movie, it was almost a lie that might as well have had yeah. dialogue. Um, yeah. Like, what? What's going on? Because you know, there's no, there's no set dressing and de- dressing of the shirt. That's, that's legitimate, well earned sweat stains. Uh, yeah. no, I think some of, some of it was a little, like, I don't think that he, he literally had, like, a fucking, yeah. like... I feel like they made him wear that shirt to every meeting, to every cast call, to every show, to every scene, it and looks he like slept they, in it. It looks like they made him run, like, ten miles before yeah. every, you know, before every day of shooting in that shirt. But when as the... far as his character, though, like, I, I did feel bad for him getting bullied like he did. But it's like, I feel bad. And then he started fucking bullying back. Well, I, like but he's see, mentally disabled. Like, it's. But see, if you, if you take a look at it right from the beginning. Yeah. He starts bullying right off the bat. Like, he isn't bullied at the beginning. The, when they're doing that the. We uh, see, that we see. That we see. <clears throat> But like when they're doing the the lighter, you know, catching catching your farts on fire on the bed, he's like telling them to shut up, and, and he's like yeah. making fun of them and stuff like this. And he does it, and a little poof, flame happens, and shits and they're himself. all kind of making face shits himself, and they're all making fun of him. And he's like, he goes on this you know big huge friggin' deal about it and everything else. And it's but it's like that's everything in this movie. He walks up to people and just shoves them. And like you know tells them off, and then he plays the victim when somebody comes up to him and starts going after him. I, you know, as much as I'm, I'm a big, I have a big hatred on for bullies. I really do in life. And seeing a bully situation, like in the original sleepaway camp and what, you know, technically is going on in this movie, I, I you know, it, you want to side against the bullies, but this movie, everybody's a bully. Everybody's a damn bully. Except for Ronnie. Except for, except for Ronnie. And, Don't you speak yeah. ill. Don't speak ill. <laughs> All the campers. Are bullies and the guidance and the counselors, yeah, and they're all involved, uh, yeah. even right up to the girl that uh, that uh, Alan has something for, Karen. Yeah, and she um, she even gets involved at one point and gets him, you know. Oh, back, it's a full basically. carry situation. It's a full carry situation that they pull yeah. up with them, which was hilarious when it when it actually happens. But it's like, <laughs> you know, 
what are you going to do? But like, I don't feel bad for anybody in this movie that are campers because they're all a bunch of dicks. And to be honest, the deaths in this movie, there were, there were few of them. The reason why I'm positive about this movie and the deaths in this movie is because I cheered some of the deaths. Like I was like, yeah, get that little shit. That little shit deserved to die for that shit. You know what I mean? Uh, That weed guy. (laughs) Like, He's in, like, every other movie in the 90s, though, that kid, right? So... Yeah. Um, Do you want to know who I fucking couldn't stand in the whole movie? Was that TC guy. Uh, Wasn't there one in one of the other movies named TC, too? Probably. in the the first one. Yeah. Um, What a piece of shit. Fuck that guy. He reminds me of, like, people I went to high school with. Yeah, he was... What a dink. TC... Whatever. Terrence. 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 Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch, yeah. Well, on a bo- on a bonus note, the uh, the chef in this movie was not a pedophile. Uh, no, Isaac fucking Hayes, guys. I don't know. <laughs> Wasn't there like an off comment of one of the girls that were saying that the chef tried to get along with her? Uh, I, I, I suggest you rewatch. I believe there was some dialogue that implied. There might have been. There might have been. No, I won't. I, there was. I think guys again. Uh, <laughs> good job, Tim. We may make out. Yeah, no. good old Tim. No, I'm not going to go back and revisit that. Just there. control I'll... F the script on some online somewhere. Uh, yeah, I, that's, I believe that's it. I believe All right. you. <laughs> okay, fine. All right. So, um, Josh. Yes, sir. Why don't you uh, regale us with your notes? Oh, we're going notes already. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna go last time too. Remember, yeah, he was so captivated into him last time that he forgot about me. Well, I mean, we won't forget about you, Tim. The tough time. life. Yeah. Uh, my first viewing of Return to Sleepaway Camp, July fifth, two thousand twenty, at nine ten p.m., which is pretty much like three in the morning for normal people. That's pretty late, nine ten. Uh, my first note was this bully kid is way too much, and that was. <laughs> Uh, the first scene there, I was like, man, this kid is too much. Uh, one of the first quotes I wrote down, uh, not as stupid as you, you big penis. <laughs> this movie's got some good dialogue. That's okay. In there. Uh, the dialogue in this movie is so forced, it's unreal. Mm-hmm. Quote, your ass stinks. Is this this kid's catchphrase? Yep. Little <laughs> yes. did I know what I was getting myself into at this point. Uh, I wrote a comment to mention how the guy throws the pot and completely misses. Like, not even funny. Throws the pot at the fucking kitchen hand and just completely misses and then throws a, a butcher's knife and sticks right in the wall. Uh, frog friends. <laughs> I think we could all use with frog friends in our life. Yeah. Yeah. Why the fuck did this guy just have a knife out? Like his brother goes to talk to him and he he just got a knife out. He's ready, ready man. Prepared. Ready. Yeah. Uh he booted the frog exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> Who boots yeah. the frog? That's terrible. Apparently he did. Terrible. Just boots him right the hell out of there. I wrote, oof, the fryer. That was a pretty good death scene. 
It wasn't and a bad I, one. I, lo- I love the callback to yep. the, the chef in the first one. one and, yeah. It was kind of cheesy. It was kind of weird. Like well, The whole slipping on the edges. Yeah, but it was good. I liked it. Yeah. And the, the final effect of him coming out didn't look the greatest. But but hey, at least it showed it. It, it, it showed yeah, it. it, showed it. it. Got to give it some credit. It looked like a fried up chicken nugget. I get it. Yeah. Uh, finally, Sleepaway Camp has come back to the roots of a whodunit. Yeah. I was excited. I was like, and I guess don't know what? what the Mercury guess is. What? It's the same person from the first one. <laughs> right? Technically not? No. It is. Uh, nope. Cow shit doobie. This is straight up Cheech and Chong stuff here. That was quality. Cow Glasses shit kid eating candy bar. Definitely a reference to Angela in the first movie. I wonder if he's the murderer. No, he's not. <laughs> nope. But they did do that scene, and I don't know if you guys noticed that, but it, you just see him like staring straight into the, straight ahead, and he's, he's eating just the candy eating. bear. Yep. Yep. Just in the background, a nice little nod. Um, she grabbed him right by the dink. <laughs> by the bird. Right she by did. the bird. Grabbed right a hold of him. Yeah. <laughs> Unreal. The poor boy, squealing. Oh man, they're filling them up with gas and they're gonna light them up. Awesome. I wrote Bah ha 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 Alan Moontham. <laughs> He's just walking and he just drops drawers and moons them. <laughs> and then I wrote, Your ass stinks. Your ass stinks. Hey, it's Ricky. I wrote this cop is mega sketch. That looks like a fake fucking beard. <laughs> Skinned the frogs. Good lord. Yep. Uh, another excellent insult here. Way to go, penis lips. Way to go, penis lips. I love how you Alex Trebek that. That was good. <laughs> good. What is way to go, penis lips? Uh, mm-hmm. this spin the bottle game is going to be a full carry situation. Not good. <laughs> Why is Ronnie... it dark in here? Yeah. Ronnie is like the paranoid audience. He's accusing everyone of being Angela, just like we are currently. I thought that it was, was good, great. But it was also a good throwback to the first movie, yep. where he was convinced, like in the first movie, they were convinced that it was Ricky. Like he, right. the, the owner, he was like, that Ricky, that was him, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Whenever something goes wrong, you're there. And in this one, the guy's like, it's Angela! <laughs> like, he's, he's convinced. Like, I've, I've been down this road before. I know who it is. And I like how he does, like, grab hold of the poor the poor guidance counselor who's just trying to do her job. Just trying to protect Alan from the bullies. Uh, what the fuck is this? Wicker Man? That'd be when they uh, bust the old cage out and stick it on his head. I just wrote, oh, yeah. the rats from earlier in the dialogue. What an Four excellent shadows. callback. Yep. Foreshadowing and callback. Okay, at this point, the comments are in four sections here. I wrote, no way, period. Next line, no. Next line, they can't be doing this. The final line, a dick noose. Nope. They made a they... noose for the guy's dick. Yep. They're going to pull his bird right off. <laughs> My next line is, 
they ripped his bird right off. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm, I, 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 I'm starting to get how Josh thinks. Unreal. Brilliant. Uh, look through the hole. Smart. Smart kid. The, they kept looking through handle. the hole. It the pissed me off. And up and just, oh, what's in there? Jeez. Yeah, you're dead. The worst part was it looked like six times. Yeah, like, yeah, I see it. Yeah, I see it. The kind of... best part of that scene was the kid with panties on his head screaming. <laughs> you missed something great in the movie. No, no, without a no, doubt. No, nope. when fucking okay, when you get to the end, okay, fucking uh, Ricky screams Angela. Oh, okay, <laughs> that was good too. It sounds it's it sounds <laughs> like. He's in a fucking eighties, like singing an eighties ballad, like Angela. Like, but it sounds like the kid version of him yelling it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the nail bed was extremely creative and definitely the best kill of this movie so far. Thank you. <clears throat> yep. Uh, poor Ronnie. Why do you keep working at camps, Ronnie? You have these <laughs> dramatic experiences. Just find another job. Yeah, but you gotta think he probably went like fucking thirty years without anything happening. You know what I mean? Like he went, he went went a long time. Like it's just a one-off. It'll never happen again. Great twist. I definitely knew there was something up with the cop, but I never expected her to return. Great to see uh, Rose back in the the saddle and this role of Angela. It was great. Yes. Uh, Great idea for the film in total. I mean, there was a couple parts where I just wish it was executed a little better, but. I thoroughly enjoyed this this sleepaway camp, especially after watching the other ones. Yep, the return to sleepaway camp. So, so we got to discuss the twist though. Now that you've okay. had your notes, because <clears throat> there's one thing about the twist in this movie that a lot of people don't catch on to, and I told this to Tim the other night when I was watching, and uh, and I'm glad you did because it made me aware, and I was like, yeah, that's that's the twist. So. When you see Angela revealed at the end of this movie, you're not seeing Angela from Sleepaway Camp 1. She is playing Angela, the kid who is assumed dead at the beginning of the first one. The actual girl that died the actual with her girl. dad in the, the boating accident. <clears throat> yeah. So it's it the pieces are there all throughout the movie. So Josh, if you ever do go back and watch this movie, pay very, cl- pay very close attention to when they talk about Peter. So the twins, as they were mm-hmm. from the very first movie, were Angela and Peter, the boy and the girl. Right. Angela was assumed to have been dead. So Peter was taken in by the aunt and was raised as a girl that she named after the sister, right. Angela. Sure. So right. Peter and became Angela. twins, they would look the same. They would look the same, gotcha. grow out the hair and everything sure. else and just look the same. So at the, they mentioned multiple times in this movie that he keeps saying it has to be Angela. And then at one point they say, it's got to be Peter. And the sheriff says, Peter's upstate still in the hospital. I checked on him the other day. So Peter, after the events of the first one, gone crazy. Peter. Who said that? The sheriff said that. So so Felissa's character, that is Angela, says that she had checked on, yeah, checked on Peter. Yeah, but she just lied. Potentially. Yeah, I, I don't... I think she was just lying. 
Because, but the thing is, though, Adam, you didn't watch the the secret scene at the end. Okay. The secret scene at the end is Angela, straight up Angela, okay. escaped from the hospital. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, I think so the then, fan theory is just... No, okay. but I honestly... But, no, I honestly believe because they say Peter a bunch of times. They do. They do. But, then, but then they say Angela, right? I think they're just using the names interchangeably. So then, obviously, so then, obviously, based on that secret scene, Peter... So the original... The actual Angela is, in fact, dead. And there is not, you know, some sort of a, a, another thing. Because there was also a fan theory that throughout the entire first movie and this one. Because this is actually a direct sequel to the right. first one. yeah. It's played forget, out that way. Forget about the horrible movies that we watched. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I can't. <laughs> it, it, one of the fan theories was that they had also, they'd been doing the murders together. Working he, together, like, yeah. Working together. <laughs> but according to the secret scene, it would just be that... Angela that we see is Peter Angela from the first one. Yeah, I think Peter fully turns into Angela. That that becomes but, their identity. So, are you saying that this mental patient that got arrested for murdering a bunch of people, yeah, in the first one, had a sex change? I, well, I don't think there is. Maybe a... didn't. Maybe didn't even have no, to have the sex change. Have it's it's full blown Felissa Rose gorgeousness in the secret scene. She's wearing yeah. a little skirt and she's got a fucking little halter top on and all the makeup. She's got boobs. You know what I'm okay. saying? Probably went through. But the I mean, full if procedure, you take then. the canon of the other ones and accept the fact that she was given a sex change at the mental institution, then that would work. That is mentioned in the second one, but yeah. which it's it's not it's not. It's not wrong to think that that might happen if they think that that would help sure. somebody's, you know, you, somebody like that goes into the mental institution, you know, and they are raised as as female. So let's help them out and change their identity. Maybe that's going to help them out and, and help their mental state change and they become sure. a better person because they're finally who they are supposed to be mm. or feel that they should be. You know what I mean? So that might be the case in what it is. But Angela is just a crazy, awesome killer. I love the idea of the other twin being alive. And that was my initial thought of what was happening when I watched the original Sleepaway Camp. But I'm pretty confident that the canon is it's one character. Okay. All right. So yeah, I I like Adam's theory. Me too. When I was watching it, it made sense. But it it relies so heavily on the character that is lying. Their entire purpose is they're deceiving the audience. I suppose it's true. It's true. So unless, yeah, unless there's something official that comes out that she's lying, unless there's some sort of an official note about this, but what? Sorry, Adam, I dress up. You can't, you can't tell the truth once in a while. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) No, I remember that when we're all at a cosplay thing. I don't, don't trust any of you motherfuckers. I don't don't trust Josh. I don't, I don't, I don't trust (laughs) that star Wars cantina band guy over there. (laughs) Pretty shifty. Play, play that song again, Josh. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just, yeah, it's, it, I, I like the idea, but it's, yeah, it, it would have to be, unless we hear something official from the writers and the director to say, yeah, you're right, it's the, the whole she and he are still alive. Maybe then, it's in the trivia. How cool would that be? Maybe, Maybe it's in the trivia. That'd be cool. How cool would that be a team up of the two of them? <laughs> 
is cool. And the last cool. second switch of the old nut twist. Boom. <laughs> switch of the old nut twist. So let's talk a little bit about the effects work in this movie. I mean, in honor of the fact that Aaron's not here with us, because this movie did up the ante compared to two and three. When it comes to the did, effects but work. did it though? <laughs> Not it, just showed, it just showed it like yeah. but the deaths were more creative they yes. were very they were a throwback on, they were very much on par with the original movie which yeah. in my book i'm was was 100 percent behind uh, yeah. even if they were kind of lame thank you for showing me that thank you for taking the time to work out that effect that that gag like it was great yeah yep okay um all right. So chicken nugget fryer dude. Chicken nugget fryer dude. Let's talk about chicken. So when he came out of the fryer, I was looking for that one single fry to be stuck to him. <laughs> Did you, I don't know if you guys were either, but oh, when he was looking no. at the fryer and he was like cleaning it, you'd see the one fry in the fat and he starts singing about it. And I'm like, great. when his face gets pulled out, I'm like looking for that one fry that to be like great. embedded. That would, be good that would have been great. Yeah. No, it, it wasn't a bad scene the effects work that came afterwards like the actual the the appearance of him was Mm -hmm. it really just kind of to me it looked like they almost like soaked paper towel and oil and like stuck it to him yeah it it was very weird like it it looked like he was a breaded fillet (laughs) um like it didn't look like they they spent necessarily a lot of time doing that um because i know the Angela makeup, Felissa went through for uh, Sheriff Jerry was like four hours, hmm. right? I believe it. So, her doing that. All right, let's this fucking guy. Let's just do his makeup, and it was make like him, make him look like he got burned. Yeah, yeah. the the best The best effect in that entire scene was when he was throwing the eggs at Alan. And and Alan was acting like it was like he was getting stabbed by knives. He was like, "Oh, you bastard!" <laughs> he was like crying. And I was like, "Wow, he got hit with eggs and he's like dying." It's incredible. Good job. All right. The other um, favorite kill of ours the the bed. The bed, the bed. that bed. was so dope, man. Like yeah, it's it such a simple little kill. Not yep. very gory not high tech not gory no, but i like i like how they were perched up on the the thing and you yep. know and, and, it, and it was it was grand too because the reveal when she knocks the because it was like a it was like a callback where she knocks the thing and she's like damn it and she turns over because it had happened already earlier and she turns over and she goes what the hell and all of a sudden you just see them leap from the friggin top and just it was amazing like it was like absolutely that's where uh Step Brothers got that scenario from i swear <laughs> you know na 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 with the you know the beds never mind moving on this is how we do it, do it. so you say it's yeah adam so step brothers is like my favorite movie I know, I know. It's like why I brought it up, but okay. Uh, but no, that's like, in all honesty, that's like my favorite death in the movie. It's not like the yeah. most effects-ridden by any means. There's not like a lot of, it's just blood it's pouring cool. out. It, it was, was just, a, it was fun. It was a kill that was created out of necessity. Like, this is what I have available to me. This fucking girl is on her bed. I'm just going to jump on the top one. 
with nails in the bottom. Yup. Yeah. Done. And it, and it could very easily be done, too. I mean, all they needed was a nail gun or just hammer a bunch of nails and yeah. wait. And, right? like, loosen the, the top bunk a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, penis in the noose. So, I think this was the lamest one for me because it didn't totally. show anything. Obviously, I don't want to see the guy's You dick, just but... wanted to see a flopping bird around. No. But... Being dragged by the Jeep. No, but what I would have no, what I would have appreciated was the aftermath of him there with his bloody crotch. Yeah. Just yeah. blood squirting out of his Yeah, absolutely. Like you could show that cuz it's not his bird, right? But the reason why this death was awkwardly uncomfortable for me and it had nothing to do with the actual pull off of the dick, it was him getting all kinky assuming it was her. Oh, ooh, oh, that's a little tight there, girl. You're not going to look down. He's just there like this. She's like, oh, what, yeah, baby. Can, can I Can I look? Yeah. <laughs> That's a noose. He doesn't even, doesn't even look. It doesn't even do anything. No, no, no. And, and it just awkwardly where it's like up against his neck, he could easily have just gone like this and like switched out of it because it was like the split tree. Yeah. It was like he could have just like kind of moved out of it if he really wanted to, but <clears> no. No. Keep to the story, I guess. So. Oh, um, one of my favorites was weed. The guy with oh. the gas and the, it, the, it was the explosion. If you pause it, you see his fucking eyes go. But I hated the fact that he actually exploded. I would have preferred if he just combusted and just burnt. That would have been so much better. His to eyes me, blew like... out of his skull, Adam. <laughs> it was awesome. Have some respect for weed. Uh, come on. After the fact that we watched two very lame horror movies that didn't show anything. And you're going to give me not only this fucking, this little piece of shit guy, you're going to light him on fire. You're going to make him explode. His eyes explode. Right on his face. Like... And then his friend, Wait. Weed, no, yeah. <laughs> going nuts, screaming for oh, his friend. My. Oh man, oh wow. Oh, um, and then we, and then we've got the very much so, probably what they spent. The what? The rat. Yep. Yeah, I, I got, feel that what they the spend rat. a lot of time building up to this one was obviously when they killed Vincent Pastore's character with the rats. That one wasn't bad. The aftermath was what I liked. Yeah. The aftermath you know, was good. And I like that they set up the idea of that kill earlier in the movie with his obsession with, uh, what was the, the bird's name? No, oh, frig, I can't remember. Matilda or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, like it was Matilda. Matilda. And, um, you know, oh, that's where the cage came from and blah, blah, blah. And then even after the fact... It gives them a clue of who they think did it because the bird goes, you know, your ass stinks. stinks. Yeah. <laughs> so, so as, as, as much as I dislike that it wasn't shown, I mean, I understand you're going to make rats, right? But there could have been a way to do it. Um, yeah. I, I like all the pieces, how they lined up for that specific kill. Yeah, Absolutely. Exactly. And like I said, the aftermath with him and the, the, the hole in his stomach with the rats kind of coming yeah. in and out a little bit. Like, that was actually, that was pretty dope. Solid. That, that one visual was probably better than anything in the two and three. And and almost the rest of this one, too. Like, it was visually, it was one of the better scenes. 
Well, and you also got to take into consideration this movie also didn't have a budget. No, it's true. Right? Like, it was non-existent, this budget. And the special effects, they were really good. Like, Mm. I liked liked the majority of the kills in this movie. Like, even the, the thing in the eye. The stake in the eye when they're looking through the hole. Like, even that looks good. Like, it didn't look bad. So the best part about the death scene that you just mentioned with the, with the, uh, the pole in the eye, that entire scene annoyed the piss out of me though, when I was watching, cause I was like, you're going to keep sticking to your head, your oh. face in the hole and looking and they take turns and it's like, one of them's going to die. Like obviously, but like, yeah, man, look at it. Oh man, it's too dark. I can't really see it. Oh yeah, man. It's all cool. And all of a sudden just, he gets it in the eye. But the best part about that entire death is he's running around and he like impales himself further <laughs> on the wall. And I was like, okay, that made up for it right there. That one little part. And it was actually really well done the way that they did it with like the, the dummy head or whatever, how they did it. Like it was, it looked to me like they just had it like, you know, with the, the upper torso and they had the guy holding it and they just ran it into the wall. All right. Yeah. It was well done. That was probably of, like, one of the best gags. Of like Bugs Bunny looking down the barrel of Elmer Fudd's gun. And then we get like, the panty-headed guy screaming. Yeah. <laughs> Did uh, you guys notice the weird line he said earlier, too? He's like, we're going to go panty-raid. We're going to panty-raid the young girl's cabin. Like, he says, young girl's cabin. No, I didn't notice. Yeah. yeah I noticed that. Like, you're going to go steal a bunch of preteen girl panties, I guess. Uh, what a shithead. Oh man, um, what didn't we that's like gross. about this movie? Well, let's let's just talk about, like just two more things to talk about here. Um, the very end murder mm-hmm. was it the TC character when he gets murdered and he's skinned alive. That I thought looked really yeah. good. Yeah, like that wasn't bad at all. And in like fact, I almost felt shit? like yeah. they yeah. yeah, like I almost felt like they were like okay, that's like the big scene that they spent like any budget that they had for real effects beyond Angela's makeup, you know what I mean? And it, it looked pretty good, especially with the close-up on his eyes, and he's, like, yeah. shivering and shaking. Like, it was, it was pretty good. Um, And I gotta tell you, the, 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 the call to that, or the foreshadow to that, with the, the Frog. flayed frogs, I'd be questioning if those were really flayed frogs. It's pretty... They looked realistic to me. Like that looked real. I'd have to. I'd have to wonder about that. Like, so I gotta like if if they were if they were fake frogs, I'd have to you know give them a hand for that one. But they really did look. It's two thousand three though when they made this. So really, it's not out of the realm of possibility that some talented artist made a bunch of frogs. No, but (laughs) on a no budget movie, they looked looked that real. real. Yeah. Like, and when that's... you look at the other effects, oh. yeah, uh, that's true. So, so now, I got to give it. I got to give us a call out there. That's all. I well, what the they probably did. What, no, what they probably did was got the high school yeah. dissect frogs yeah. that were already. Yeah, that's probably what they did. They probably were real frogs. All right, Adam. That's good so. possibility. Okay. They Excellent. just put something underneath of it to make it look like it's moving a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's just kind of like sliding and slimy and shit. Yeah. So. All right, Tim, you were going to say something else, though. Uh, no, I wasn't. Or was it Josh? You were going to say, can we talk about something? 
Yeah. Oh, I just asked, what didn't we like about this movie? Because so far, we're just all saying great things. <clears throat> Not necessarily saying great things, just positive things. I think it's just nice to be positive What's about the di- a movie after what we just went through. There. What's the difference between great and positive? It's essentially the same. No. Because no, right now, I'm just hearing a bunch of people that highly recommend this movie. I don't think that's where we're at. <clears throat> All right, so let's talk some negative about this. There, uh, Alan is an annoying as piss character. Yeah. yeah. For a main character, he really does. So, like, it, the, the movie had a lot of ups and downs in it, and it was mainly, hey, yeah, cool cool death, pretty cool. Yeah, okay, some really cool stuff. Alan's on Alan. screen. You know what I mean? And, then, and that's that's the way that it then, went. Hey, really cool death, really cool death, really cool death. Uh-huh. Alan! Your ass stinks. <laughs> it's like, it just it just kept going back up and down like that. So if I had to change one thing, I'd totally agree with what Tim said earlier. If he was a sympathetic character like Angela in the first one, where he was being bullied and it was he was just misunderstood and he wasn't an asshole hey, by nature anyway. Misunderstood. Yeah. You said the thing. <laughs> I said the thing. I did the thing and said the thing. Then I would totally have appreciated it more. In fact, this would probably be like a really like a better i'd probably give it a better rating than i'm going to yeah if it wasn't for alan absolutely yeah so that was probably the worst part of the movie um, he's a little much he, he does become a little much like to the point of like i actually liked the scene with the paintballs yeah because it was like they were setting him up yeah. you know what i mean they were just gonna beat his ass and that's how they got him but I and just it's like, feel bad for him. The biggest thing I don't understand, and I just don't understand his character. Like, what? What's his deal? What's the like? Drive? There's something clearly wrong with him. Yeah, there is something totally off with him there for some reason. Hi everybody, this is Vincent DeSanti, the writer and director of Friday the 13th fan film Never Hike Alone, and you are listening to the great commentary of They Cast from the Coast. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to check out Never Hike Alone, which is streaming for free on YouTube right now. Um... I didn't like all of the bitch characters in this movie too, like the young girls. There there was too too many many of them. them. There there was way too many of them. They were, they were, there was too much of a click situation with that. And, and they were too pushy to their own friends. You know what I mean? That was the best part of them. How they're, they're so savage. They're like hyenas turning on each other. (laughs) They're like, yeah, call Alan over and, and make, make her talk to him. That's funny. Oh man. No, it's, like I said, Alan's probably the thing that ruined the movie the most. Like, if there was something to ruin or, or just totally be shitting on the movie for it, it mainly would just have to be Alan to me. Fair. So, Tim. Yeah. Do you have some trivia for us? Always. Always. Trivia time with Tim! Wow! <laughs> okay. <laughs> this first sequel to be written and directed... And produced by Robert Herstix, who wrote and directed and produced the original Sleepaway Camp from 1983. Besides being credited for certain character creations, Robert had no involvement with either Sleepaway Camp 2 or 3 or the unmade Finished by an Editor 4. Which is kind of surprising when you look at this versus the other ones. Like, there's no nudity, there's no... Like graphic sexual talk. 
it's pretty pretty tame in that field. And yeah, he's, he's about a making a horror movie. Guy. Yeah, yeah, he was. Some of the choice dialogue that he has people do, or kinda choice weird. situations, yeah, he's kind of weird. Um, like I said earlier, direct sequel to the first movie, so two, three, four do not count. Um, Alan calls Frank Vincent Pastore a big pussy, which is Pastore's character nickname from the Sopranos when he called him Big Pussy I clapped yeah I legit yeah, I, clapped because I, I loved I loved the character um, from the Sopranos Sopranos is one of my favorite shows um in this film Isaac Hayes plays Charlie the Chef <laughs> the hit TV show South Park he voices a certain school cafeteria chef named no chef yeah and he even kind of looked the same like with the the white <laughs> um apron with the red shirt i thought it was great um while we're on isaac hayes isaac hayes's final movie even though this was shot five years before his death he had uh also had a cameo in a movie called soul men um but because of when this was released this was technically his last film the body count was, in fact, only nine people. Um, but a couple people that got the things, were they dead? Like, the, the chick that crashes her Jeep with the barbed wire, she yeah. was still alive. Seemed it. Seemed it, but, I mean, she could have bled out and died yeah. from not getting assistance, I guess, maybe. Um, uh, Dickless, tied to a yeah. tree. Um, he was still alive. Could have bled out, but Same yeah. And uh, filet fish at the end. Um, he was still alive. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, yeah. The gotcha. I was flayed guy. I was thinking guy that got deep fried. I was like, what? No, he he was pretty dead. No, oh, the fl- the flayed guy, not the filet yeah. fish guy. Yeah, but gotcha. fish guy. Um, Felissa Rose, the amazing Felissa Rose, who played Angela Baker in the original Sleepaway Camp, was replaced, as we know, by Pamela Springsteen in both the sequels, reprises her role, and is now an adult Angela in this movie, sneakily hiding in plain sight as Sheriff Jerry. I gotta say, I had no idea she was playing Sheriff, and I gotta rewatch this at some point and, and get a better look at well, I know what adult Felissa Rose looks like. Right? Sure. Some of the mannerisms that she was like, hello, mm, right? <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie when that, that fucking teenager goes, play intergalactic. <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, not a lot of trivia. That's it. That's it. Okay. That's it. Trivia time, Tim. That's great. All right. Um... I guess it's time that we give our final thoughts on this and rate it. So tonight I'm going to go with Josh first. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's do this. Let's All do right. right. Off to a strong start, boys. Yeah. I, yeah. I really liked this movie. Um, I did. I thought it was the return to Sleepaway Camp. It's, it really was. It was for the return to what that made that series uh, a good horror series. It was a whodunit. 
and it's not just a slasher because there's there's all kinds of slashers if i want to watch a slasher i'm going to watch something like uh, friday the 13th because that's what it is it's like sleepaway camp 2 is not a good movie sleepaway camp 3 is not a good movie right um because it's just a generic slasher and there's no there's no design behind it this one i felt was the closest to the original and i truly love the original um it did you're you're welcome by the way absolutely yeah absolutely you kidding me absolutely um Alan was weird. I don't understand him. I don't know if there's brain problems there. I feel like there's something missed in the script that described it and explained it a little more. And it just kind of got overlooked and overwritten. Uh, so then we're left with this half-developed character who's kind of mean to all the littler kids, but yet getting bullied, and he's fucking weird, and he's his shirt looks like it's got sweat stains from the last six years at camp. He's just gross, grubby dude that hangs out with frogs um i love that uh felissa felicia rose what's her name what's her name felissa Uh, i love that she returns and i love that she's there in plain sight the whole time even though as soon as i saw the cop i knew there was something wonky with him that his beard looked way mega fake um I'm on the verge of R, but I think I think I'm gonna give it a PG, a pretty good. Um, I really did like this movie. I did. I thought it had a lot of redeeming factors. I think it was still missing some of those key horror elements, but it was so so much farther above the the rest of the sequels. Uh, it was just a a good movie. Go watch it. It's pretty good. If you if you like the original, definitely watch this one. I'd say don't waste your time with the sequels. Watch the watch the flagpole scene. Maybe a couple of scenes out of the second one, I guess. The, the second one was scene. pretty good, too. Open her mouth. Yeah. The... <laughs> she got the duty on her. She got the duty on her. But uh, <laughs> no, this one's a pretty good movie, honestly. And uh, I, I really like what they did. And knowing that they had very little budget makes it even better. It's kind of like a, a fan service that they did <laughs> this movie with a reunion with some of these original cast members and the original director producer um i like it it was it was really good movie pretty good bg go watch it nicely said nicely said tim oh i thought you were gonna go next nope just have that vibe um not to be funny but i do share a lot of the same sentiments as josh not to be funny um after painfully watching Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3, this was a breath of fresh air. But it's still not as good as the original. And I think the problem is, is that the original was the original. Made in 1983. You can't do that type of movie in 2003 and not at least updated a little bit the the humor was still the same the acting quality was still the same luckily the special effects were not the same they were upped a little bit and at least modernized um so i i i I feel that that really hurt this movie 
Um, but what I liked was it was written and directed and produced by the same guy that did the original. So in my eyes, this is the canon sequel. Um, so with that, that's that's great. Um, as far as the kills, um, I enjoyed every single one of them. Even if they were kind of lame. After watching Sleepaway Camp 2 and Sleepaway Camp 3, fresh air. Yep. I loved, I loved the gags. And the gags were very on par with what happened in the first one. So um, that's really good. Um, Alan, fuck. Okay, so Adam always tells me that Franklin is his least favorite character and ruins his beloved Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I've come to find some love for him at some points, but that's it. Okay, so I loved Franklin. I loved him. I thought he was essential to this movie. And what made this movie, in part, a great movie. He was a great character, okay? I feel like he is a Shakespearean actor. <laughs> okay? Next time Adam shits on Franklin, I'll just be like, remember, he's better than Alan. <laughs> okay? And see the nod right there that he's doing? He knows yeah. I'm right. Okay, yeah. so... Um, I, I tried really hard to feel bad for this character, and I did at points with just how, how often and how elaborate the bullying got. When they're all outside fucking chanting blowjob. <laughs> like, <laughs> but then he's right mean to the little scrawny kid with glasses and pushes Ooh, him aside. You, like, so you get the hey. whole fucking camp telling you blowjob, calling you blowjob, because these two shit stoners made you smoke a shit yeah. joint. Right, and you you fucking you, you kneel down and you start coughing and shit, right? And now everybody calls you blowjob. Like, yes, I would lash out on someone smaller than me, but I mean the thing is, he was a big dude, like not just yeah. kind of overweight, but he was tall, right? So I would have beat up the bullies. I would get <laughs> went after the bullies if I was Alan. Um, but like, there was no real redeeming qualities with them at all. Um, what this movie scored big points with, aside from the director coming back, aside from um, the special effects and the kills being great, what I really appreciated was the return of not only Felissa Rose, but Ronnie and Ricky. When I saw the three of them playing their parts of this is where they're at in 2003, 2008, whatever you want to think. Like, more modern day. Like, I, 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 I was so happy. And, you know, two out of the three of them cannot act. Okay? <laughs> like, like, they were exactly the same as they were in the original. Now, Felissa, Felissa's great in everything. I, uh, we've already said how much we adore her. But... Um, I feel like these guys were like literally trapped in a fucking time vacuum and and like they didn't learn anything like <laughs> you know obviously acting is not their first job so um, another thing that I felt was that the the uh, the script um, really wasn't good like you would think a director 30 years later would have some kind of growth. Um, 
you know, at least based on experience, and it's still the same thing. Underlining pedophilia, uh, dick and fart jokes, and like, you know, I, I'm I'm all for dick and fart jokes, but like, you know, like really, you're not going to evolve a little bit. Like, at least evolve a little bit. I'm not saying mature, but evolve. Like, bring some new shit to the table, and I feel like. That's what really, really, really hurt this movie for me was it just felt like he had a chance to visit this world again and it was the same thing, right? And I mean, I feel that a lot of movies, especially like, you know, in this position with with horror, when you return to that world again, it's a lot of the same stuff. That's one of the reasons why I was such a big fan of uh, Halloween 2018 because it brought new stuff to the table. It didn't feel like it was the same thing. It felt like uh, evolution of the same characters. And I wish that this had that. Um, the Felissa Rose twist at the end was great. Like, you know, you just even how it was shot was great. You just see the, 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 the familiar boots and dark jeans walking up, and you're seeing little pieces of latex falling down and the fucking wig and this. And then you just see Felissa Rose standing there, but she's got, like, the makeup line and, like, the, the parts of the prosthetics that were still on it. That was great. Um, one thing that I do wish that they ended the movie with, and I don't know if we said this during the actual recording or before, but I really wish they ended the movie with a still screen of her making the face as an adult and it goes yeah. green. I and agree. That, that right there would have been like, yes, but they didn't. They they And Adam really likes this apparently, but she's She's laughing and making the face, and then she looks straight into the camera. I didn't like that. I didn't like it. I didn't dislike it, but I think it would have been much better with the, the wide-open jaw and just a, the blank stare through your soul and then flash to green. Yeah. I think it would have been awesome if she was fucking growling like she was in the first one. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, like... <clears throat> right? Or she starts laughing, and then it goes into that, right? Yep. Um, all in all... Um, it's 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 brilliant compared to you know the previous entries, um, but unfortunately, I'm gonna have to give this a PG. It was pretty good, um, and I think if I wouldn't have been forced to watch part two and three and would have went straight from first one to this, it would have had a lower rating. It would have had a higher rating if Alan was better. That yeah. was really I it, I'm basing a lot of this review is PG is because of Alan. Um, I really want to give it an R. I really do. Um, but I can't because Alan was just garbage and I cringed every time he was on screen. And like, why did he keep repeating that same fucking catchphrase over and over? It was like the scenes, like I said earlier, they were the same scenes over and over again, just a different situation, but it ended the same way with him running and your ass stinks. I think there's subtext. How is that off. fucking insulting? I, I think he's autistic or something. Like there's something wrong with him, and it's just not explained properly. Maybe, but I, still, his his character really grinded yeah. my gears. And that's Tim's review. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. No. <clears throat> okay. Um, this really was, as we said earlier, a return to form for this. Uh, it, it had the same 
feeling. It was familiar. Coming back to this, if you were to play this one, uh, if you were to play Sleepaway Camp and then return to Sleepaway Camp very close together, it's the same thing. It's the same. It's absolutely a sequel. It is absolutely a sequel. And that's not a bad thing, but like you did say, Tim, you wanted something more from it. You didn't want to rehash. You got fucking Felissa Rose to come back and play Angela. Which is brilliant. Brilliant. Huge, right? Yep. I mean, this, this to me. This is almost one of those situations where, like, I would have preferred if they would have had a little bit more of a budget, a little bit better of a script, Alan not to be such a douchebag, and this would have been, like, I would have seen this in theater. But it, it wasn't in theater, it was direct-to-video. I know, but, like, you know, if it would have had that opportunity, this would yeah, have been 100% absolutely. theater absolutely. fair. Yep. Theater fair. Um, Felissa, lover... She's she's great in everything that she does. And and going back and knowing that she's Sheriff Jerry and looking at how Sheriff Jerry acts in certain things, it's it's funny as hell to see it and, and to picture actually her underneath that makeup. The reveal of Angela at the end is great. I did. That was the one thing that I thought that was actually a little bit fresh about this movie. It wasn't a, a, a direct rehash at the end, but I do agree. It would have been nice, uh, especially like if she was laughing and then it went into the low growl. That would have been creepy as shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then <laughs> right? freeze frame ended the same and updated someone doing a cover of the Angela theme. You got returned to sleepaway camp and it would have been fucking great. Yeah. But I did, I didn't mind when it was like, she laughed and then she looked in the camera right serious. Like she stopped and it, I thought it was, I thought it was okay. Like I thought that but, was good. Okay. So right now just thinking, yeah. Okay. So that just went to, that's what she did in the first movie. She did the stare. Yeah. Right. The whole movie. So, okay. I get it now. I get yeah. it. Yeah, and and that's it. it's I almost like it a, a quick change right to to mentality like and at that point i can picture that at that very moment she would have been ready to attack them something yeah. was going to happen at that point she st- she stopped she's going to kill so cool stuff um makes me want more <laughs> cool stuff cool stuff makes me want more you want another sleepaway a i want return, another... return to sleepaway camp i want another sleepaway camp but i want felissa in it of course Right? Oh my god, I, we should make it. We should totally make it. Felissa, we, we love you. We we're we're going to plan a new sleepaway camp just for you. Yeah. <laughs> sleepaway camp three. Teenage Wasteland. <laughs> Teenage Wasteland. <laughs> nice. We could. Um, we absolutely we, could. We totally could. Totally could. And she would totally she would totally be in it too. You know that. Um, the, the kills in this movie were good. The effects work was pretty good for the movie. Like it's just, I keep coming back to Alan piece of shit character. Can't stand him. And yes, Tim, thank you. I now have a love for Franklin after thinking in that. Yeah! <laughs> like I will never bash Franklin again after, after I having to deal with this. To that. I, will I will hold you to that. I will never bash Franklin again after witnessing the bullshit that a character like Alan can do to truly ruin a movie. Franklin really is pertinent to the movie at that point so all in all i gotta agree with you guys this movie no no i was teetering i was teetering say it right (laughs) i share the same sentiments (laughs) i was actually teetering on an r yeah me too until alan overdid it if alan had been annoying once or twice in the movie with his catchphrase and not so much of a dick i probably still would have considered an r before but the fact that it happened continuously over and over and over. 
before you give your rating, while we're on this Alan thing, okay? Let me let me regale you with some of his dialogue, okay? Besides your ass stinks and run off camera. Besides that, Randy, are you really that stupid? Alan, not as stupid as you, big penis. Nope, big penis. Just big penis. Big penis. <laughs> right here. That's what it says. And, um, <laughs> you know, there was some great dialogue, too. Like, TC looking at a porn mag, scoping tits, choking the weasel. Yeah, that was funny. Scoping tits. Anyways, I just felt like a lot of the dialogue that they gave this poor actor was garbage. Right? Like, it was garbage. Give the and, garbage I mean, lines to a garbage even some of the, uh, When he goes into the cafeteria or whatever, the kitchen, and... Watch where the fuck you're going, fatty, fat, fat. <laughs> fatty, fat, fat? I, I'm That's convinced that there's something wrong with him. Yeah, that makes more sense. Obviously, there's something wrong with him, Josh. Obviously. No, but like something something really wrong with him. Obviously, yeah. there's something really <laughs> yes. wrong with him. He's befriended frogs. <laughs> He and he tried to he tried to serve water or pop out of an old pop bottle into like some old reusable yeah, cups in a in an old suitcase down by the river. That was weird. But he had okay. a dirty shirt. He doesn't believe in <laughs> Okay. The yeah. shirt was a better character than Alan. Can we at least agree with that? At the end of the movie, the shirt became a better character than Alan. It kept consistent. There was continuity. It was dirty from the beginning and right to the end. And it never fucked up a single line. <laughs> All right. The shirt was a better character. All right. Give your give your rating, my friend. I give this movie a PG. Thank you. That's that's it. That's I, I just blew it. There yeah. you go. I'm done. All right. That's it, gentlemen. So this has been a great discussion for a good return to form for the Sleepaway Camp movies. So I wanted to take a moment to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank you very much. Check us out on Facebook. If you haven't already, Misunderstood Art Company, check us out on YouTube. Like, share, and subscribe. Misunderstood Art Company. We put out new content every week, people. Check us out on all the latest uh, episodes that we put out for uh, this show on the major podcasting platforms that are out there, including Google play iTunes and Spotify. And, uh, we're also on Patreon. So open up your hearts and your wallets and donate to the cause. And until next time, Josh, <laughs> I almost checked the revolution. Thing. Good. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Your ass stinks. Your ass stinks. Really, Josh? <sighs> Just so like the majority of the Sleep Away series. All right. Yeah. Tim? Stay spooky, everybody out there in internet land. Big penis. Even Alan. Alan, you stay <laughs> spooky. Even too. fucking Alan. You and Even your frogs. Alan. Scoping tits, choking the weasel. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. See you next time. Good night.